You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Kentucky Travel and Tourism. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Hi, this is Chris Robinson and welcome to The Travel Show. This week we're featuring a US state that is closer than you think. You'll discover a rich historical region with fascinating cities, rolling hills and a large helping of southern hospitality. And talking of helpings, not only is there a delicious culinary movement here putting a new twist on traditional cuisines, this is the home of mouth-watering fried chicken. Yes, we're off to Kentucky. And to get us in the mood, come with me first on a travel show magic moment. Under a swathe of Kentucky hills and hollows is a limestone labyrinth, the heartland of a national park. The surface of Mammoth Cave National Park encompasses around 200 square kilometers. No one knows how big the underside is. Nearly 600 kilometers of the five-level cave system have now been mapped, and new caves are continually being discovered. It's the world's longest cave system. In my visit here, I saw the eerie beauty of the caverns on some of the passages available for tours. And these tours are hikes inside the earth. Mammoth doesn't glamorize the underworld with garish lighting. You never forget that you really are deep in the earth. And nowhere else can you get a better lesson in the totality of darkness and the miracle of light. Because after a warning, our guide switched off the lights. The darkness is sudden, absolute. Then she lit a match and the tiny dot of light magically spread, illuminating a circle of astonished faces. Well, I'm particularly excited to talk about the state of Kentucky today, as this is the first time that we've featured it on The Travel Show. And to guide us around this world-class destination, we're joined, of course, by an expert guest. In this case, it's Michael Manjet, who is the Commissioner of the Kentucky Department of Travel and Tourism. Welcome to The Travel Show, Commissioner. Thank you so much, Chris. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, it's great to have you with us. And first of all, can you just orient us a little bit, uh, perhaps, and just explain how would you get to Kentucky from Toronto or Montreal? Sure. Well, you can either fly or drive, obviously. Uh, we're about a seven-and-a-half to eight-hour drive from Toronto. Very very easy drive. You can take I-75 down through and hit uh, northern Kentucky. And uh, we also have some direct flights, though, from uh, Toronto. You have a direct flight into our northern Kentucky airport on, on Air Canada, Delta United, and a couple of other carriers. So uh, pretty easy to get to. Uh, that's, that's really important to, to know. And, of course, for uh, snowbirds uh, heading south, it's a great stopping off point. Absolutely, the perfect stopping off point. And whether you're traveling uh, just as a couple or with your family, there's all kinds of things to do uh, all along the route. You know, Kentucky's a long state, uh, but we're not a deep state. What I mean by that, for, you know, when you enter Kentucky on the northern end to the, to, until you exit along I-75 into Tennessee, it's only about three and a half hours. But within that drive, you have, there's so much to see for everybody. Yeah, it really is a diverse state, isn't it? Can you just give us a little bit of an overview as to what's contained in this this small but uh, amazing package. 
Well, that's a great way to put it. Uh, you start out in, in the eastern part of the state, and it's mountainous. It's, it's very much part of the Appalachian region. The Appalachian Mountains go through eastern Kentucky. And then as you progress westward, it starts to flatten out. In central Kentucky, uh, you, see, and you, you would see the iconic rolling hills of the horse farms, kind of what everybody mm. has in their mind of Kentucky. Uh, and the further west you go, you flatten out. In the southern part of the state, you have the cave systems, like Mammoth Cave that you mentioned. Uh, and we've also got some enormous uh, lakes, both man-made and natural. Uh, in the western part of the state, Kentucky Lake and Lake Barkley are two of the largest man-made lakes uh, in, the, in the United States. And uh, it's just very, very diverse, very diverse geography and um, uh, throughout the state. So no matter what you're looking for, you'll find it around here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, to help us get a, a bit of a picture, we have a bit of a fast fact section normally in, in, the, uh, in the first part of the show. Are you up for some uh, rapid fire questions? Absolutely. Okay, so here we go. First of all, and this, this one I had to research, what is the state capital of Kentucky? Well, it's not Louisville and it's not Lexington. It's actually Frankfort, Kentucky. And uh, we are the fourth smallest state capital by population in the United States. Wow. And that's where you are right now? It's where I am right now, looking out over, uh, I have a wonderful view of the Kentucky River and uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery, one of our iconic distilleries here. Uh, Frankfurt's a beautiful small town. It actually became capital uh, because of a dispute between uh, the state legislators, some who wanted it in Lexington, some who wanted it in Louisville, Kentucky, and we're about halfway between the two. <laughs> so it was a good compromise. That's right. <laughs> okay, Lexington and Louisville, I guess, are the, are the two big cities. Uh, Louisville is our largest city uh, and is, is constantly growing. Lexington is, is our second largest city. Some of the other large cities that we have in northern Kentucky, uh, Covington, which is directly across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. It's, it is the gateway to Kentucky on, on Interstate 75. Uh, but in our southern part, portion of the state, it's Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is uh, home of the Corvette. Every Corvette in the world is built right. uh, in, in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And out west, our largest cities are Owensboro, the birthplace of bluegrass music and Paducah, uh, which is a UNESCO city of folk art and craft. And I think you've just answered my next question, which is where in Kentucky would you find a UNESCO creative city? <laughs> that would be Paducah, one of only seven in the world. And, uh, you know, the right. folks down there have really done a fantastic job of, of going after that designation. But they really worked on uh, trying to recruit artists to the area. Uh, the International Quilt Museum and International Quilt Festival is held there, a beautiful small town in western Kentucky. Lovely. What is the, uh, the most well-known music of Kentucky? Uh, that would be bluegrass music. We are the bluegrass state, and bluegrass music is named after Kentucky. Uh, a gentleman named Bill Monroe, who's called the father of bluegrass, uh, was born in Rosine, Kentucky, just outside of Owensboro, uh, and really uh, was an influence on so many genres of music, not just creating bluegrass, but country music, rock and roll. Uh, and the popularity of bluegrass music uh, is soaring, especially internationally. We're, we've, we've got a number of uh, music festivals, bluegrass festivals throughout the year, uh, Romp, which is held down in Owensboro uh, in June. So uh, bluegrass is, is called bluegrass because it came from Kentucky. Fantastic. Okay, the questions are going to get tougher but quicker. <laughs> okay. Percentage of the world's bourbon produced in Kentucky. <laughs> 95% of all bourbon is produced in Kentucky. 100% of good bourbon is produced. Uh, <laughs> Not that you're biased. <laughs> <laughs> How many horse farms are there in Kentucky? About 450. Wow. Uh, Lexington, uh, a very high concentration around Lexington and central Kentucky area. It is known as the horse capital of the world for a good reason. Yeah, and uh, some of the best-known equestrian events? 
Well, obviously, the Kentucky Derby, the most uh, famous two minutes in sports, is held every year in Louisville at Churchill Downs. Uh, in 2010, we we're home to the World Equestrian Games, which is the Olympics for the horse, the only time that it has ever been outside of Europe. However, it's coming to Bromont uh, in a few years. Uh, we've hosted a number of Breeders' Cups. Uh, Keeneland Race Course in Lexington will host this year's Breeders' Cup. And every year, the Kentucky Horse Park uh, host the Rolex Kentucky three-day event as well. Fantastic. And uh, how many acres of national forest are there in the state? There's about 900,000 acres of national wow. forest, but Kentucky has 12 million forested acres. Wow, that, that's amazing. And um, a, a guy who's one of my heroes, Abraham Lincoln, where was he born? He was born in Hodgenville, Kentucky, along Knob Creek. Uh, and if you're a bourbon aficionado, you know there's a Knob Creek bourbon out there now as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you for, for that lovely little uh, whirlwind uh, tour through the, uh, the state. I'd, I'd like to move on to, uh, to something which is very dear to my heart and to many of our listeners, and that's cuisine. And Kentucky really does have a distinctive cuisine, doesn't it? We do. It, it's a little bit of a fusion. You know, it, when you look at Kentucky's history, uh, so many people came through the Cumberland Gap, which was the westward entrance uh, or the westward frontier, I should say. So, so our our cuisine is really a, a collection of different heritages. And one of the things that one of our staples is is a stew called burgoo, which uh, on in the frontier days was really a stew of made up of, of whatever vegetables uh, and game you could find that day. And it is it has evolved now to where it's everything. Some people will put pork in it. Some people will put mutton in it. Um, but but that's one of our staples, uh, the Kentucky hot brown and open-faced turkey sandwich, which has a history. Uh, and of course, Kentucky fried chicken. You know, we, we tend to not think of that as, as world-class cuisine sometimes. Uh, but when people think of fried chicken, they think of KFC. And, and we're very yeah. proud of that heritage, heritage and the fact that it came from Kentucky. And of course, history is writ large across the state of Kentucky. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, um, I just mentioned the Cumberland Gap, and we were the Western Frontier at one point. You know, uh, uh, famous uh, explorers, adventurers like Daniel Boone, who came through the state. Uh, but, you know, we've got such a history with, with the Civil War. Uh, you know, not only was Abraham Lincoln born here, but so was the Confederate president, Jefferson Davis, who was born in Hopkinsville, oh, Kentucky. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, and that really is kind of a. a uh, a microcosm of Kentucky's role in the Civil War. It was we were so divided and so split. Uh, but but yeah, there, rich rich history here in Kentucky. Uh, well, I look forward to exploring a little bit more about that as we go through the show. Um, in the remaining segments of the show, you're actually going to take us on a, a tour of Kentucky. So where are you going to take us? We're going to talk about northern Kentucky uh, and focus on Louisville and Lexington areas. Fantastic. If you want to find out more about Kentucky and plan a trip there, the website you need to know all about is. KentuckyTourism.com And plus, of course, you can go to the ChrisRobinsonTravelShow.com website and you'll find all of the links there as well. We're going to take a quick break. Perhaps Michael and I will have a quick nip of bourbon and then we'll be right back to explore Louisville, which is right in the heart of bourbon country. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Racing machines, nature scenes and distilled perfection. Kentucky wouldn't be Kentucky without them. But the state that brings you bourbon and thoroughbreds also has a horse of a different color. Come celebrate world-class culinary Kentucky and the return of the commercial vineyard to the state where it all began. Release your unbridled spirit in Kentucky. Get your free travel guide at KentuckyTourism.com. Do you think a window is just a sheet of glass in a frame? Then you haven't seen a magic window. I'm Norm Edwards. 
Magic Windows are the only windows in North America rated number one for energy efficiency, security, and noise reduction. But the real magic happens when you see it. The engineering is brilliant. The performance is magic. Go to magicwindow.ca or call to book an appointment. 1-866-OK-MAGIC. Bathroom. I'm recording our advert for Faulty Towers, the dining experience. Yes, but why are you in the bathroom? Well, it, it sounds better. Get a professional, Basil. There's no need. Get a professional. I am not paying a professional. Faulty Towers live at the Sony Center. Over 18 performances sold out. New performances added. Call Ticketmaster.ca. What a lovely voice. And don't mention the war. It's 2015, and I'm shopping for a Ford online. Before I head to my local Ford store, I'm doing all the research on Ford.ca and checking out great vehicles, like the new Focus, the all-new Mustang, and the all-new F-150. I want one in red? It's red. If I want a car that can parallel park itself, done. All I gotta do now is search the inventory of my nearest dealer, and just like that, found it. The new 2015 Ford showroom is right at your fingertips. With so much to offer, it's easy to get into a Ford. Visit your Toronto area Ford store today. See Ford.ca for details. The store is called Around the Block, but its customers come from far and wide. Around the Block, your destination for contemporary, vintage, and antique home furnishings sold on consignment. Pieces with such character, listeners are happy to travel from London in the west and Prince Edward County in the east to buy and sell there. What lengths are you willing to go to find something this unique? Try Around the Block on Les Mill Road near Leslie and the 401 or aroundtheblock.com. Are current tax rules letting you save enough? Want to increase your retirement income? I'm Janice Honeyman, a portfolio manager at Mackey Research Capital. I'm talking about a financial tool that allows you to shelter more of your money from tax, providing tax-free income for you in retirement and leaving tax-free money for your family. Many of my clients have structured their assets this way. Start looking at your investments from a tax-smart perspective. Call the Honeyman Group at 416-860-7781 for a personal consultation. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Kentucky Travel and Tourism. Living the dream. Vacation. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Hi, and welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. And this week, we're exploring the many facets of the state of Kentucky. The bluegrass state is alive with music, arts, and culture. You can experience fine dining with fresh farm-to-table cuisine. And the beautiful landscapes vary from rolling countryside with picturesque horse farms to mountains, rivers, and forests, which are a wonderful adventure playground. Helping us explore Kentucky today, we're joined by Michael Manjet, who is the Commissioner of the Kentucky Department of Travel and Tourism. And one of the best jobs in the country, I suspect, Michael. I think so, yes. <laughs> now, as we mentioned before we went to the break, Louisville is in the heart of bourbon country. So I need to, to understand the difference between whiskey and bourbon. Can you help me? Sure. Uh, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. To be considered right. a bourbon, it has to meet five standards. One, it has to be made in the United States, has to be at least 51% corn, aged at least two years in a new white and charred oak barrel, uh, and you cannot add any kind of flavoring, coloring, or anything to it. 
when you bottle it, it has to be distilled at no uh, less than 160 proof and can't go in the bottle more than 121 proof. You meet all those, you're a bourbon. <laughs> okay, now I know why it's so special. <laughs> and, and this is the place to come to to actually get the bourbon experience, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And we've really seen such an explosion in investment uh, by investing by the distilleries and the visitor experience. In downtown Louisville, there's the Evan Williams experience. Uh, Jim Beam just recently announced a new urban still house that's going to be in downtown Louisville. Plus, you can meet or go and visit their home places where you can see the entire process from start to finish uh, at, the, at these legendary distilleries, many of whom have been on the same sites uh, since uh, before Prohibition. Wow. One thing that surprised me when I was doing the research for, uh, for the show is that it's not just bourbon. There are wineries in Kentucky. There are, actually. Uh, we have nearly 70 wineries now, uh, and a lot of people don't realize that Kentucky was the location of the very first vineyard and winery, commercial vineyard and winery, in the United States. It was established uh, in 1799 by the winemaker of the Marquis de Lafayette, uh, and in 1803, their first vintage was actually sent to President Thomas Jefferson. It has been restored, uh, and you can now visit it. Uh, it's called First Vineyard. Uh, and by the late 1800s, Kentucky was the third largest wine producer in the country. Prohibition wiped that out, and a lot of people left uh, the winemaking business to go into tobacco production. Ah, I'm looking forward to coming back to that Prohibition link uh, later on in the show. But, uh, <laughs> prohibition but, but... was a dark time in Kentucky. <laughs> Well, for now, let's do another link, which, of course, is is food with wine. And uh, some of the best restaurants, I think, uh, in the country are around Louisville. They really are. Louisville has been named one of the foodiest towns of the South uh, by, by a couple of publications, Foders, among others. Uh, you've just seen an explosion. Louisville was really kind of doing the farm-to-table movement before it was called the farm-to-table movement. And you've seen such... Uh, growth restaurants like um, Lily's and Jack Fry's, which is this old, almost a speakeasy kind of joint <laughs> is the best way I can say it, but fantastic food right. uh, and continues to grow. And you're really see, starting to see an infusion with bourbons and wines and, and, and kind of pairing those uh, with the food and Kentucky's heritage. Love it. city of, of Louisville, of course, is also home to a whole range of different museums. Uh, can you give us uh, a little bit uh, of a, an overview of those, and, and particularly Muhammad Ali? Sure. Uh, Muhammad Ali, many folks don't realize, is a Louisville native, and uh, the Muhammad Ali Center is in downtown Louisville. And it's not just uh, a museum on his, his boxing career, which is a part of it, and it's phenomenal. But it's really more about his role in civil rights and human rights around the world, um, and, and um, Mr. Ali has been a, a great supporter of the museum, uh, annually hosting an event there. It really is something that, that the first time I ever visited, I went in thinking, oh, this is a boxing museum. Mm. But it is so much more to that. It's very moving, actually. And are there other museums there? There are. Just down the street, there's actually in Louisville, there's, there's a, a section called Museum Row, and uh, part of that is the Louisville Slugger Museum. Uh, Louisville Slugger baseball bats are made in Louisville. Obviously, right. you can go to the museum and factory, uh, see one made, have one made with your name on it. But if you've got a favorite baseball player or want to see what Babe Ruth's bat felt like, you can actually swing a model just like his. Oh, very, very cool. And, mm -hmm. and how about the uh, Kentucky Derby Museum? The, the Kentucky Derby Museum is actually located at Churchill Downs. It's a, it's a 
fabulous experience for whether you're a racing aficionado or not. It, it does a great job of, of really giving you a sense not just of the racing element, but being at Churchill Downs, the pomp and the pageantry around Churchill Downs. They have a great show and in-the-round uh, video that you have to see when you're there that just gives you a 360-degree view of the track on a glorious derby day. And it's one of my highlights in, in Louisville. Oh, lovely. Now, we, we've had our fill of, of bourbon, wine, good food. We've done the museums. What other things uh, are you going to suggest that we do on a weekend break, perhaps, in Louisville? Well, one of the things I would suggest you do is, is try to take a, a ride on the Belle of Louisville, which is the oldest continuously operating steam uh, paddler in the country, steamboat in the country. Uh, it still runs daily excursions along the Ohio River and uh, you know, really speaks to the history and heritage of Louisville. Louisville's a river town, and, and it really grew because of the commerce and everything that came in on the, on the paddle wheelers, and, and the bell is a, is a great historic uh, reminder of that. Uh, for those folks who are adventurous, you can do uh, a zip line and the only underground zip line in the world at Mega Caverns. <laughs> okay, that one's for me. <laughs> yeah, that one's for you. And then just down the road a little bit in uh, Shepherdsville is a great place called the Bernheim Forest and Arboretum, uh, which is, is just, uh, it's got 300 acres of, and, and I think, 15 miles of walking and biking trails and just a gorgeous, gorgeous place right right there in the heart of bourbon country. Oh, you had me at the underground zip line. <laughs> that's, that's been added to my list. So for Canadian drivers heading south this winter, they, they should really consider stopping off in this, this area. Can you suggest where they pause along I-75, perhaps a, a nice little town? Absolutely. There's another great town called Berea, which is just south of Lexington, about 25 miles south of Lexington, uh, right on I-75. And it, it's really considered the art and craft capital of Kentucky. Uh, there's the, the Artisan Center at Berea that, that is not only a rest center for travelers, but also houses um, uh, goods from more than 700 Kentucky craftsmen that you can buy. But if you want to stay overnight, the Boone Tavern and Restaurant is a historic inn that is run by Berea College and, and uh, lots of history and, and just outstanding accommodations. That, that sounds a lovely stopover. And I think that's a really great idea is to break up a trip if you're heading south. Now, do spend a few days in the state, don't you think? Absolutely. And, you know, and, and for your snowbirds heading south, yep. as, as we said earlier in the program, we're about halfway depending on how far you're going. So, you know, we'd love you to stop going down and coming back. And, and there really is so much to see that you can spend two, three days here very easily uh, while still heading south or, or heading home. And as you're, you're driving south, you'll find that Kentucky is a, a great place to explore nature and, and see the wonderful landscapes. Lots of opportunities for outdoor adventure in Kentucky. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, and, and for an outdoor enthusiast, uh, the Red River Gorge in, in eastern Kentucky is probably one of the premier rock climbing areas in the eastern part of the United States. Uh, we have folks traveling literally from all over the world to come and climb and camp. Uh, Natural Bridge State Resort Park uh, is also one where you can, you can hike with your families. Uh, and, and really, Kentucky is an outdoor adventurous um, wonderland. There's so much to do here from hunting, fishing. We have the largest elk herd east of the Mississippi. We have nearly 10,000 elk in eastern Kentucky. I was surprised to, to find out that. And they've been reintroduced, haven't they, successfully? They've been very successfully reintroduced and uh, through our Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. Um, and it's just it's unbelievable. And to see them early in the morning uh, is it's quite a sight when, when you hear the elk bugling and everything else. They're just majestic, majestic animals. Oh, Kentucky is a, a state that continues to, uh, to surprise me. To find out more about Kentucky, to start planning your trip, uh, the website is very easy to remember, Kentucky 
tourism.com. It's a great website. It's packed with lots of information. And, of course, you can always find the links to everything you need and lots of further information at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website as well. We're going to take another quick break now. Meanwhile, uh, perhaps we might just saddle up because the next stop on our tour of Kentucky is Lexington, the horse capital of the world. This is Chris Robinson, and you're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Racing machines, nature scenes, and distilled perfection. Kentucky wouldn't be Kentucky without them. But the state that brings you bourbon and thoroughbreds also has a horse of a different color. Come celebrate world-class culinary Kentucky and the return of the commercial vineyard to the state where it all began. Release your unbridled spirit in Kentucky. Get your free travel guide at KentuckyTourism.com. Listen to Gold Hawk Fights Back, Monday at 12.30 p.m. Dale will be talking with Mark Golliger of Right at Home in Home Care. They'll be discussing what you need to do when you or your loved ones want to maintain their independence but stay in their own homes. You work, you're busy, but you need help with their food, showering, medications. Discover what options exist for you. Mark Golliger of Right at Home in Home Care on Gold Hawk Fights Back, Monday at 12.30 p.m., only on AM740, Zoomer Radio. Cheryl used to think only VIPs got VIP treatment. Then I met with Royal Home Improvement's project manager, who promised me the same level of personalized service no matter what kind of renovation I was planning. Introducing Boutique Style Service from Royal Home Improvements. First, a designer helped me plan my new kitchen. And then I said something Cheryl wasn't expecting. Let's go shopping. Did we have fun selecting new cabinets, a backsplash, and my kitchen flooring? Royal Home Improvements even lent me their buying power. We negotiated a better price for Cheryl. These services are included with any level of home renovation at no cost to you. And that made me feel pretty Pretty darn special. Seniors never pay tax with Royal Home Improvements. Cheryl wasn't a senior, but she was a CARP member. So there was still no tax. Royal Home Improvements even pays for new memberships to make you a CARP member. Some conditions apply. Ask for details when you call Royal Home Improvements, 416-236-4400, or visit royalhomeimprovements.ca. Here they come. Here we come. The Monkees, Mickey Dolenz, and Peter Tork. Friday and Saturday, April 24th and 25th at Casino Rama. The Monkees, singing all their hits. Tickets are on sale now. Go to Ticketmaster.ca or visit CasinoRama.com. Patrons must be 19 years of age or older. The Monkees, Mickey Dolenz, and Peter Tork. Luck lives north. Celebration of taste. Gung Hei Fat Choi. It's Chinese New Year and Mandarin's Dumpling Festival is back and better than ever. Feast on a variety of delicious dumplings, some savory, some sweet, and all delicious. Plus, we're adding special featured dishes to our award-winning all-you-can-eat buffet. But hurry, Mandarin's Chinese New Year celebration is on for a limited time only. All that you want, Mandarin. For a Mandarin near you, visit mandarinrestaurant.com. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Kentucky Travel and Tourism. Crossing oceans and borders with no passport required. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, and this week we're exploring the bluegrass state of Kentucky. It's closer than you think, yet graced with southern charm and hospitality. It's packed with adventure outdoors, 
arts and crafts indoors, and everything is washed down with bourbon and fine cuisine. And now our whirlwind tour continues as we're going to explore Lexington. And our tour guide to this fascinating part of the state of Kentucky is Michael Manjet, who is the commissioner of the Kentucky Department of Travel and Tourism. And Michael, our tour of this very diverse state has already taken us to Louisville, and we've sampled bourbon and Kentucky wine. And I noticed that Lexington is on the very aptly named Brewgrass Trail. I love that name. Fill us in on the trail and, and Kentucky's flourishing craft beer scene. Uh, well, thank you, Chris. And, and the Brewgrass Trail really is uh, a fairly new development for us in Lexington. Uh, we now have nine breweries along there and, and a number of restaurants and, and pubs that, have, that have, are serving the products. Uh, you know, whether you're a, a brewing enthusiast or just, you know, you just like a good beer, <laughs> uh, there's a lot to offer there. One of the best is West 6th brewing uh in in downtown lexington and uh you know what i like about them not that the, the others aren't good but what i really like about west sixth is not only are they brewing but they're really concerned about the environment you know they they only uh, brew their beer and and uh put it in cans because it's more environmentally friendly things like that but uh not only that it's a really good beer so uh, the brewgrass trail it, it's just another addition to what we're offering there not you know you don't have to be a bourbon enthusiast you don't have to be a, a brewing enthusiast to come in and have a great time but of course if you are a bourbon enthusiast um the woodford reserve is only a short drive away it is uh woodford reserve is in versailles kentucky uh just outside of lexington and again that's that kentucky french for you that's spelled just like versailles <laughs> right. uh but uh woodford is is one in my opinion one of the prettiest distilleries because it really is set uh, and just a very bucolic scene along a, a stream. Uh, and to get to it, you have to drive through some of our beautiful horse farms. So uh, Woodford is, and on top of that, it's a great product and a great tour. So it's one of my favorites, and it's very, very close to Lexington and Frankfurt. I love the uh, the use of the word bucolic because that's what I really think of, I, I think, when, when Kentucky comes to mind. And, of course, horse country is, is what it's all about. Yes, absolutely. You know, we, we're the horse uh, capital of the world, and, and I've, I've talked about that. But when most people think of Kentucky, their first image is horses. Uh, and it's those beautiful rolling hills with the white fences. Uh, and when you drive through and around Lexington, that's exactly what you see. Many of the horse farms uh, will allow tours. Uh, you can call ahead and, and actually tour some of these farms. And these are the farms that are breeding Kentucky Derby winners. And in many cases, some of them are still on the farm, and you can see them. Uh, and, and it really is uh, uh, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. A lot of folks are intimidated by horses, uh, but you can go in, you can pet them, uh, and just see you know, how they're treated. And, and many of these horses are treated than, a lot better than, than people, I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I mean, so many of the emails that have come in when we said we were doing the show on Kentucky have been about the horses, of course, and about how do you get close and personal, if you like, to, how do you actually uh, see the, these wonderful horse farms. So I, I guess it's, as long as you arrange it in advance, you, you can do it. You can, and, and on our website, there's a list of the farms that you that uh, are open to tours. But one of the best ways to do it, too, is the Kentucky Horse Park, which is located uh, in Lexington, right off Interstate 75. Uh, it, it's the largest facility in the world dedicated to the horse, 1,200 acres. Uh, more than 50 breeds of horse uh, are represented on site. 
there's a daily parade of breeds where uh, you know all the horses will come out in full dress and regalia, and the, and the riders, if it's an Arabian horse, will be dressed in, um, uh, appropriately. Uh, and that's a great way for families and people to get up close to the horse and see you know and learn about them. Uh, there's a couple of Derby winners out there as well uh, that you can see, and you can also ride horses at the horse park. Lovely. And, of course, Kentucky breeds both thoroughbred racehorses, but also the American saddlebred. Tell us a little bit more about the, the saddlebred, perhaps. Well, the saddlebred really developed uh, down from the thoroughbred horse, and they really need a, needed a hardier workhorse is the best way to say it. Mm. Uh, and, and Shelby County, Kentucky, uh, just outside of Louisville, is now considered the saddlebred capital of the world. Uh, but saddlebreds, you know, through history, are, it's a very sturdy horse. You know, a lot of the uh, Civil War generals, General Grant, General Lee, General Sherman, Stonewall Jackson, all rode saddlebreds. Uh, and now the American Saddlebred Museum is actually housed uh, at the Kentucky Horse Park. So, so there's a museum dedicated to it. Every year at our state fair, which is held in, in mid to late August, is the World's Championship Horse Show, which is four saddlebreds. Uh, and, and that truly is something, if, if you enjoy seeing horses in all their majesty, that's the best way to come and see it. Well, I was uh, born and brought up on uh, horse riding stables in, uh, in England, so uh, this is going to be a highlight for me when I uh, come down to visit. Now, visitors can take the riding lessons, I think you said, as well. That's, that's possible at some of these horse farms? Uh, not necessarily at the farms, but at the Kentucky Horse Park you can. Right. Um, uh, but you can come in and ride there, and, and so a lot of it's trail riding, and there are other locations around the state. Uh, Land Between the Lakes, which is in western Kentucky, uh, which is a, a national wildlife area between two of our uh, large lakes, Kentucky Lake Land Between the Lakes, for instance, uh, has horseback riding trails, some that you can rent horses to ride, or you can bring your own horse and, and, and do trail riding. Right, and you can visit the, the Keeneland Race Course. Absolutely. Keeneland, Keeneland if it, whether you're a horse racing fan or not, but especially if you're a racing fan, Keeneland is absolutely gorgeous. And in, in, in a, a fall meet in Keeneland in October, nothing can be beat. It's one of the most beautiful racetracks in America, uh, if not the world. It's going to be host to the Breeders' Cup this fall. But it, it, it's just absolutely gorgeous. It is. It's uh, all due respect to my to Churchill Downs, and, mm. and which is the home of the Derby. But Keeneland's my favorite racetrack. And, and I've seen some iconic photographs of that. It, it is breathtakingly beautiful. And you can still wear a Derby hat. You can still dress <laughs> up, uh, or you can come very casually. You know, it's you. You can make the day whatever you want to be. Well, as well as these beautiful farms around Lexington, there's also some gorgeous historic homes. Mm-hmm. Um, can you? come up with one or two of those that we should uh, have a look around? Sure. Uh, one would be the Mary Todd Lincoln House uh, in downtown Lexington, and it, it, right, it is right in downtown. Uh, obviously, she was the wife of Abraham Lincoln. She's from Lexington, a very wealthy family in Lexington. Uh, and this is where she, she uh, was born and, and grew up with her uh, 15 siblings oh, wow. <laughs> in the Mary Todd Lincoln House. <laughs> Uh, but they were a very well-to-do family, as I said. A lot of lot of history around that. A lot of very famous politicians visited. And then just down a few miles away is Ashland, which is the Henry Clay estate. And if anyone's familiar with American history, Henry Clay was a Kentucky senator, mm-hmm. a three-time presidential candidate, uh, but was also known as the Great Compromiser. And and if not for Henry Clay, uh, the Civil War probably would have started at least ten years prior. Uh, but he was able to, to continually lead compromises to put off the war, the in, unfortunately inevitable war. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a character I'm going to have to look more into because right? I find that that whole Civil War era is so fascinating. And of course, Kentucky is right in the heart of it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, while we're in Lexington, just take us on a quick tour of, of downtown. I mean, what is the sightseeing, the dining, the shopping? There's lots of entertainment in Lexington, too. There is, and it's really boomed in the last few years. Um, if you go down Jefferson Street, which is, is right in downtown Lexington, you've mm-hmm. seen a renaissance of restaurants, some great eclectic restaurants from steakhouses to saloons uh, to Asian fusion and everything else. But it's really growing. A lot of entertainment venues downtown. There's Triangle Park. Uh, which is really the center of downtown uh, that, that uh, right now in the winter is having ice skating and, and other things. But uh, a lot of, of activity going on, not just along Jefferson Street. But, but again, you saw the boom in Louisville in restaurants, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really catching up quickly in Lexington. Uh, and, and I think the growth of, of not just the bourbon trail and, and the bourbon distilleries, but the bluegrass trail and everything else is adding to that because it's, it's drawing in a much younger audience, uh, some folks that just are looking for kind of that urban activity, uh, and, and Lexington can provide that. Lovely. We want to find out more about Kentucky and to start planning your trip. The website again is kentuckytourism.com. And, of course, as always, you can find all the links you need and lots of information on the Travel Show website. Plus, you can listen to the whole of this show again or tell other friends, perhaps, that uh, want to come down to Kentucky uh, where the podcast is. It's all on the Travel Show. We're going to take a, a very quick break now. And when we return, we're going to explore more about the history of Kentucky from the Underground Railway to the gangster tours of Newport. Because did you know that way before Las Vegas held the nickname of Sin City... Well, that was Newport, Kentucky during Prohibition. This is Chris Robinson, and you're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Racing machines, nature scenes, and distilled perfection. Kentucky wouldn't be Kentucky without them. But the state that brings you bourbon and thoroughbreds also has a horse of a different color. Come celebrate world-class culinary Kentucky and the return of the commercial vineyard to the state where it all began. Release your unbridled spirit in Kentucky. Get your free travel guide at KentuckyTourism.com. Two hearts destined to be together. You're the same girl that I fell in love with. Ty, I love you so much. And even though their love has been tested. You never followed up, you never did anything, and you were here and I wasn't. Exactly. You weren't here, Amy. I couldn't get a solid answer from you. After all these years, nothing will keep them apart. I wish I could spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? Yes, of course I will. Heartland, tomorrow at 7 on CBC. How does BDO provide the right solution for your debt problem? It's simple. Two ears. First, BDO takes the time to listen to better understand your individual circumstances and finances. Then BDO explains every possible debt relief solution at your disposal to help you determine which one is best for your family. For personalized debt relief solutions, speak with BDO. BDO, credit counselors, proposal administrators, trustees in bankruptcy. Visit bdodebthelp.ca. Hello, I'm Michael Engelbert, and this is the Applause Report, featuring entertainment news from the world of theater, films, and television. One of Broadway's most charming and talented performers is Kristen Chenoweth. Besides the six Broadway productions she's been featured in, including Wicked, she has also appeared on television in the short-lived series Pushing Daisies and appearances on Glee, to mention but a few. 
She has released four studio albums, but her most recent album, titled Coming Home, captures her live in concert in her hometown of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. The CD has some 15 tracks and is one of the most delightful live recordings. So I grew up listening to cast albums because, you know, we didn't have the Broken Arrow Performing Arts Center and we didn't always get to go to the shows. So I relied on those tapes. And for you younger people, those are little square things that we put in a machine to push play. <laughs> and I, I heard this album, Les Mis, and I just died. And I listened and I thought, what's your favorite song, Kristen? What is the song that you relate to? And it's the male lead song. <laughs> which is why I'm in therapy. But that's for a whole nother show. Kristen Chenoweth, from her most recent album titled Coming Home, on the Concord Music Label. Kristen returns to Broadway this coming week in the revival of On the 20th Century, with previews starting this coming Thursday and officially opening a month later. I'm Michael Engelbert, and this has been the Applause Report from the new AM740. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Kentucky Travel and Tourism. Exciting destinations. Compelling conversation. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Hi, welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. And today we're touring around the delightful U.S. state of Kentucky, which is so much closer than you think. Air Canada has direct daily flights from Toronto into Cincinnati in uh, northern Kentucky, and there are other flights into both Louisville and Lexington. And all of this easy access really makes Kentucky a great weekend getaway destination. And if you're planning on driving south this travel season, well, it's less than a nine-hour drive from southern Ontario to northern Kentucky. And we're doing our tour of Kentucky today in the company of our expert guest, Michael Manjot, who is the Commissioner of Kentucky Department of Travel and Tourism. And Michael, for, for those Canadians who are driving to the state, just paint us a little bit of a picture of the, uh, the landscapes they're going to see as they uh, drive into and through the state of Kentucky. Sure. Well, if you come down Interstate 75 or Interstate 65, either one, the first thing you're going to run into are large cities. Covington, which is just over the Ohio River, um, south of, of Cincinnati, and Louisville, our largest city on Interstate 65. Uh, but as soon as you get through those, you're going to start seeing rolling hills, really kind of what, what you envision about Kentucky. One of the things that a lot of people tell us is as soon as they cross the Ohio River into Kentucky, everything becomes green. They truly feel like, and we consider ourselves the gateway to the, to the southern United States. So as soon as you come across that, it's a more relaxed feel. It, it's much more leisurely. Uh, and then, as I said, if you go to the eastern part of the state, very mountainous. Uh, to the west, a little bit flatter, um, but lots of, of large lakes, caves. Um, but a lot of, of Kentucky is, is very wooded, uh, you know, 12 million wooded acres throughout the state. So uh, an outdoor lover's dream here. So lots of uh, soft adventure uh, opportunities. Absolutely, yes. And, and of course, when you, when you think of Kentucky, you also think of the Ohio River. Uh, it's part of the Mississippi system, of course. And if you really want to get out on the river, you were suggesting uh, a riverboat, perhaps. 
sure. In Newport, there's the B&B Riverboats, uh, which will take you on a daily excursion, uh, which which is great because you not only uh, get to see Kentucky and, and everything there, but you also get the skyline of Cincinnati right there. And, and the Ohio River has played such a huge role in the in the development of our state. You know, many of our large cities are along the river. It runs the entire northern coast of Kentucky. I'll give you an interesting fact, Chris. Kentucky has more coastline than the state of Florida. What? And most, most people don't realize that. Uh, we don't have the oceans. We don't have beaches because of the number of rivers and lakes that we have. We actually have more coastline than Florida. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, I discovered another trivia fact for, for Kentucky, too, that with the exception of Alaska, apparently it has more flowing water than any other state. That's true. That, that's absolutely true. Presumably in winter, actually, it beats Alaska as well. Cause that lot's gonna <laughs> yeah, be ours frozen. is actually moving in the winter. <laughs> isn't, so. now, you, you said the riverboat's out of Newport. Now, Newport, of course, has got a, a, such a fascinating history, and it really comes to life in the gangster era. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Well, Newport's a small town just across the river from Cincinnati, and, and uh, as you said, it, it uh, was a sleepy little town, and, and uh, in, really in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, casinos popped up, and, and it really became one of the largest destinations for gamblers uh, in the country. And uh, until Las Vegas started growing, it really was number one. And, and for a long time, it was the second largest gambling book outside of Las Vegas. But, you know, a lot of, lot of history there, a lot of entertainers from the 50s, Sinatra and others would come there to gamble because uh, it wasn't as high profile as Las Vegas. Uh, you can actually still take gangster tours where they will mm-hmm. take you through all the different locations and give you a history in Newport. It's now been revitalized. Uh, there's Newport on the levee there, a lot of shopping districts and entertainment venues, Newport on the aquarium, etc. Okay, added Newport to the list as well. I, I am a bit of a history buff, so Kentucky and, and the Civil War is, is an amazing um, kind of experience because the state was split right down the middle, wasn't it? We absolutely were. Um, you know, we were not a northern state or a southern state. We were officially a neutral state. Our legislature passed a, a, a resolution claiming that we were neutral. However, uh, some estimates say as many as 40,000 Kentuckians enlisted in the Confederacy, nearly 100,000 uh, for the Union. And um, it, it really did split the state. The, the, the saying brother versus brother was never more evident than here in Kentucky. You can still see some um, reenactments in Perryville, which was really the last major engagement in Kentucky. Perryville is a small, sleepy little farming community outside of Harrodsburg, Kentucky, in central Kentucky. Every summer they do a reenactment. There was a, uh, a huge uh, battle there, which, as I said, really kind of ended the the uh, conflicts here in the state. Um, but I mentioned earlier as well that Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederacy, is a Kentuckian, uh, as was Lincoln. And that, that, more than anything else, shows how split the state was. Yeah, amazing that those two great leaders were, were born within a few miles of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, one other part of the history of which Kentucky figures very largely, of course, is also the Underground Railway. Uh, are there sites you can visit associated with that? There are, actually, in, in Maysville, Kentucky, another river town, and in, in, uh, in northeastern Kentucky, um, still is the home of the National Underground Railway Museum. Uh, and it's, it's in a, a home that was owned by the Bierbauer family. Uh, it, is a, it was a dedicated safe house, so any runaway slaves that, that knew that they could go there, and they would work with them, uh, the slaves, to get them across the Ohio River. The Ohio River really was the boundary to freedom. Um, and uh, th- there are a number of trails. We've actually got some itineraries on our website that you can you can see where you can visit some of those those uh, historic 
places. Uh, and, you know, that same area was, some people claim, is the inspiration for Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin because uh-huh. she was visiting that area when she saw her first slave auction. And it made such an impact on her, uh, it led to her... Uh, uh, I guess, inspiration for writing the book. There's such a richness to the experience of, of visiting Kentucky in all dimensions. The music, bluegrass music, we've, we've hardly mentioned that. Tell us a, a little bit about what you can see and experience for, uh, for music. Well, from bluegrass music, uh, you can visit Bill Monroe's birthplace, who is, who is the, the father of bluegrass music in Rosine, Kentucky. Uh, the International Bluegrass Hall of Fame and Museum is in Owensboro, Kentucky, and they, and they are... Um, putting a lot of money into renovating that, but you could actually go there and take classes from Hall of Fame musicians on, on how uh, to do the, you know, the, the five-finger banjo picking right. and, and other things. But um, we have a lot of bluegrass festivals uh, around the state. Romp is really a fairly new festival that's held every June in Owensboro. Uh, there's the uh, Festival of the Bluegrass, the Best of the Blue- right. Bluegrass Festival, which is in Lexington. So a lot of opportunities for music. And bluegrass music has impacted so many other genres as well. And, of course, the creativity extends to arts and crafts. We, we, we talked about the UNESCO Creative City of Craft. Sure, absolutely. And, and you know, Paducah is such a, a, a beautiful town on its own. But what they did is they really went out a number of years ago and decided – we want to attract artists here. And they created what was called the Artist Relocation Program and gave incentives for artists from all over the country to move there, uh, not just to practice their craft, but to open galleries and shops. Uh, and, and they've now got the Lower Town Arts District, which is a, a fantastic place to stay and just walk you know, among the various galleries, some great restaurants. Uh, Berea that we've mentioned, which is, is in central Kentucky, a few hours away, uh, again, it historically has been the center of, of uh, the artisans in, in the state. Uh, and you can still go there and do what's called a learn shop which you can sign up for a class and the artist will teach you. And when you leave that, that, that uh, class, you have a piece of art that you've made. Uh, they have a great thing called the 12 Days of Learn Shops right before Christmas. Oh, I love it. And if you really want to relax and just switch off and enjoy the, the wonderful countryside, you can go houseboating in Kentucky. You can, and uh, you know we're the capital of a lot of things, and that's another one. We like to say we're the houseboating <laughs> capital of the world. Uh, if you've never been on a houseboat before, um, you know, imagine a luxury condominium on the water, uh, and you know some of these have fireplaces and. Oh. And, uh, of course, hot tubs and everything else. But, you know, they can sleep eight to ten people. I've done it before, uh, and and it's a great long weekend for a large group of folks. uh, And you can do it uh, fairly reasonably. Um, And and we have such vast lakes here, and they're literally all over the state, uh, that that, uh, it's a great weekend for family, for an adult getaway. Uh, and and uh, I, I would highly recommend it if you've never done it. Fantastic. Before you leave us today, Michael, just give us one uh, last insider's tip for anyone planning a trip to the state. I would say that, that we're much closer than, than you imagine. Uh, and, and I will tell you this. What I hear from so many people when they come to the state, I never knew it was this beautiful. I never knew I could have that experience. And, and once someone comes to Kentucky... I can almost guarantee you they will have a fabulous experience. They will meet the friendliest people they will ever meet. Uh, and no matter what you're looking for, if it's an outdoor uh, adventure weekend, if it's uh, a, a couple's getaway, uh, if it's a family vacation, uh, whatever you're looking for, Kentucky's got everything we, that, to offer for you. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much, Michael Manjet, who's Commissioner of the Kentucky Department of Travel and Tourism. Thank you for taking us on such a delightful tour through Kentucky. Thank you so much, Chris. Well, there's still so much more that we could have explored, but uh, maybe we'll have to come back to, uh, to Kentucky to, uh, to do that. But uh, you can also go to the uh, website, KentuckyTourism.com. Great website. And, of course, the travel show has got lots of detailed information, including Chris's travel notes. If you go there, you'll find about 20 pages of detailed notes to plan your trip to Kentucky. Well, the travel show will be back, as always, next Saturday with another travel experience. In the meantime, bon voyage and cheerio from the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Hi, Chris Robinson here again with our weekly roundup of travel news. A recent preferred hotel group study aimed at identifying emerging trends in multi-generational travel has turned up some interesting insights. Zoomers, who are grandparents, are growing in numbers at twice the overall population growth rate. They're also growing in influence. By 2020, they will account for nearly one in three adults. They are working longer, have higher incomes, and spend more on discretionary products and services than their predecessors. They, more than the parents' cohort, are inclined to pay for multi-generational trips to help family members enjoy a vacation they otherwise could not afford. And as the number of grandparents continues to increase, multi-generational travel will also continue to grow. Within this Zuma grandparents group, 35% took at least one vacation with their grandchildren during the previous year. And this rises to 41% for more affluent grandparent households. Watch out for vacation companies and resort groups reflecting this trend with more offers and facilities reflecting the needs of this important group in the future. And talking of future travel trends, here are some of the trends emerging for cruising in the next year or two. The industry that put skating rinks and water slides on ships keeps coming up with new innovations. Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas debuts in April with the same attractions that made a splash at last year's launch of its sister ship, Quantum of the Seas. Robot bartenders, simulated skydiving, bumper cars and an observation capsule rising high above the sea. Norwegian Escape arrives in Miami in November with a snow room offering freezing temperatures for post-sauna invigoration. Viking, the company known for river cruises, is introducing an ocean-going vessel, Viking Star. With under a 1,000 passengers, it's small compared with the megaships carrying 4,000, but it will be destination-oriented with more time in European ports. In 2016, Carnival will launch its first new ship in four years, Carnival Vista, with the first IMAX theatre at sea and two new thrill attractions, a 450-foot-long multicoloured tube slide called Kaleido Slide and Skyride, a cycling ride suspended from a track. And Regent Seven Seas' new Explorer ship, also debuting in 2016, will have one of the largest and priciest suites ever offered at sea. The $5,000 per person per night Regent Suite will be nearly 4,000 square feet with a grand piano and a private spa. My deal of the week this week comes from Avalon Waterways. Avalon is known for its suite ships, which feature wall-to-wall panoramic windows which open so you can let sights and sounds of Europe into your stateroom. 
It has just put select departures on sale with discounts ranging from $500 to $1,000 per person. Or for solo travelers, the company has waived the single supplement on many cruises, representing a saving of up to $4,000. To benefit from these discounts, you just need to book and pay your deposit by March 24. And then you could be tiptoeing through the tulips in Holland on their eight days tulip time cruise in the spring, whilst saving $1,000 per person. If you are motivated to find out more about Kentucky by what you heard today on the travel show, take a look at my travel notes, which are many pages of detailed information to help you plan your perfect trip to the Bluegrass State. They can be found in the destination section on the ChrisRobinsonTravelShow.com website. Just click on the travel notes on the top of the page. Next week on the Travel Show, we're featuring France with Trafalgar Tours. So tune in to the Travel Show next Saturday at 1pm here on AM 740 Zuma Radio as we head for Europe on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.